Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries, where we discuss various topics like pop culture, news, politics, and more. I am the host of this podcast, and my name is Shakira. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in for another week. I know that I have been slipping for the past about like two weeks. Um, As far as getting episodes up on Tuesday at 9 a.m., it has been extremely, extremely difficult for me. I have had midterms. I had midterms last week new job internship I just got a lot going on okay so I appreciate you all being patient with me and still tuning in no matter what day I post it I do appreciate it but hopefully you know November is going to be very busy for me as well oh glad I said that because I have to remember to tell you all something um but November is going to be very busy for me as well but I am hoping fingers crossed that I can do a better job at time management as far as getting episodes scheduled ahead 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 of time so they will post on Tuesday at 9 a.m because that is our schedule and I'm sticking to it I'm trying to at least so thank you for tuning back in for another week I want to say if you happen to just find this podcast and you're new here, go ahead and subscribe. We welcome you to our Carefree family. And when you subscribe, you'll be notified um, every Tuesday at 9 a.m. or whenever the episode posts of when we have a new episode. And that is every week. So thank you for joining us. Now, if you're not new here, if you're true to this, not new to this, thank you for tuning back in. I really, really, really appreciate every single one of you. I do want to remind you all, if you have not left a review in the iTunes store, if you could please leave us a five-star review and say something real nice real quick. Um, If we've helped you in any way, if you can put that in the review, that would be very helpful to us because it helps us expand our family and it helps us with discovery so that other people will discover the podcast. So thank you. Now, before um, I hop into Carefree Updates, I do want to let you all know that I will be in Jacksonville this weekend on November 9th. Let me check and make sure I believe it's November 9th, child. November 9th, and I will be at an event called Influential Jacks. Yes, it is November 9th. At an event called Influential Jacks, you can search Influential, J-A-X, on Instagram to get more details about that event. I will be moderating a panel there, so if you want to pull up on your girl... You can pull up on me there. That's where I will be. So, yeah, that's all I have for that. Now, let's hop into our carefree updates. So I only have two updates for you all this week. One is that Tyler Perry's new studio is going to host the 2019 Miss Universe pageant like How major is that? So the article reads, Tyler Perry's new 330-acre studio in Atlanta is set to host the 2019 Miss Universe competition. The pageant will air live from Tyler Perry Studios on Sunday, December 8th, with Steve Harvey returning to host for his fifth year. The show will broadcast on Fox and Telemundo. Um, You all, we talked about this. We talked about um, Tyler Perry Studios and everything like that. And let me just say, the man is, like, I know he is not everyone's favorite person. Um, He is one of my favorite people. And you just can't hate on him. Like, you just can't hate on somebody that is just doing the dang thing, if we're just being honest. And there was a clip going around social media, I believe it was late last week, that showed um, a picture of Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, 
um, Wesley Snipes and also Eddie Murphy in a picture together. And then Will Smith posted a vlog on his YouTube channel. And if you do not watch Will Smith's YouTube channel, you are missing out. He is one of the most entertaining people on YouTube signed a youtuber um so he is extremely entertaining and he did a vlog because apparently bad boys 2 which is will smith and martin lawrence and also coming to america 2 are both filming at tyler perry studios which is major to black films to major black films being filmed at a black studio like come on y'all you you can't hate on that so i'm really excited about it um i do did i say bad boys 2 is bad boys 3 not bad boys 2 um so i'm excited about it and also you know while i'm talking about coming to america I heard from a little birdie that the daughter, so um, Prince Akeem's daughter, is going to be played by Kiki Lane. I love me some Kiki Lane. She is the actress from If Bill Street Can Talk with um, Regina King and other notable names. So, And she's very talented, and I'm excited to see what her future is going to be in Hollywood because she's amazing and she's young. Um, But she's going to play the daughter, so that's exciting. Um, Now, secondly, our second update that I wanted to let you all know is that there is a trailer for a new movie called The Photograph. So The Photograph is starring Issa Rae and Lakeith Stanfield. I'm sure I don't have to tell you who Issa Rae is. You should know who she is. Um, But for those of you who may not be familiar with Lakeith Stanfield, Lakeith is the actor from Get Out. So remember the beginning of Get Out? There's like a guy walking on the street and he's talking on the phone. And then later he comes back and he's the one who's like in a trance with the brown hat on. That is Lakeith Stanfield. He is also a star in Atlanta. He was in the movie, um, uh, what is the name of that movie? It's with um, Tessa Thompson. It's a weird kind of movie, but I really enjoyed it. I can't think of the name of it. Um, It was something about calling. And what's his name? What's his name? Omari Hardwick. He was in it as well. Uh, Sorry to Bother You. That was the name of the movie. He was in that. He's been in a lot. He's very talented as an actor. I'm also excited to see what his future is going to be like because he is amazing. But they are both starring in the movie, The Photograph. The trailer is beautiful. And everyone's um, reaction to it, from what I have seen personally, has been just awesome. And I really hope that we go and see it, go and see the movie, not bootleg it, not try to find it on YouTube, but actually go to the theater and see it. It comes out Valentine's Day 2020. And because I just have to, like, I can't resist a chance to um, brag on my fellow Rattlers. One of the, well, actually, the producer of the movie is Will Packer. If you did not know, Will Packer did attend Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. He graduated from there, um, and he is also the producer of Girls Trip that I'm sure you are familiar with with um, Queen Latifah, Tiffany Haddish, Jada Pinkett Smith, and Regina Hall. So I'm excited to see it. Um, and I already texted my friends and said, hey, we're going to see this together. We all live in different cities, but, you know, we're just going to have to make a trip, meet up somewhere, and go see the movie. So that is all I have for you all. If you want to check that trailer out, please do so. It seems to be a story that is not rooted in 
um, black women suffering and black women having to wait for a man to make a decision or to pick her. So that is what has been extremely exciting to most people that I've seen um, talk about the movie. So if you want to see that trailer, go ahead and search it. The name of the movie again is The Photograph. And that's all we have for our carefree updates. If you are anything like me and you struggle, struggle, and struggle some more to actually sit down and read a physical book, Audible has the solution. So through our podcast with our Carefree family, you are automatically linked to get free ebooks and an Audible trial on us. It's on the house, our gifts to you, and you can check that out and activate it for yourself in the description box of this episode and also in the description of our Instagram page at any point time you can you know directly go to the link and you'll have you some free books and if you find anything good on there and you want to share it with me share it with me I like to read and then maybe we can have like a special segment of the podcast dedicated to new reads so join audible with our audible trial and let me know what you're reading So it is the most wonderful time of, first of all, first of all, let me back, back, let me back up. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who, um, I want to say participated in Blacktober because it felt like such a participatory experience where it wasn't just me posting a podcast episode and just like it landing on some ears and I don't have any feedback about it. You all were so diligent about DMing me um, and just saying like, you know, I really appreciated you talking about this topic or letting me know that you shared it with your friends and your family. I am so thankful to each and every one of you for listening to Blacktober. Um, I knew that it was different, and I wasn't sure how it was going to go over because it was so really kind of just opposite of what we usually do here, which is like self-care, talks, like chit-chats and stuff like that. And I felt like um, Blacktober was definitely more so research-based, but I tried to throw in my personal experiences as, as well. Now, if you missed Blacktober, um, we talked about gentrification, we talked about systemic racism, we talked about internalized racism, um, we talked about a lot of things, okay? I think it's about four different episodes that cover different topics, and you can check that out at your leisure if you have not listened to it already. But again, thank you to everyone who has listened to it. Um, so yeah, that was Blacktober. Now we are heading into November. It's actually November, child. November 4th, 5th now. I don't know. Um, it's hard for me to keep up these days. So anyway, it is the most, what some people would say, the most wonderful time of the year. But for some people, it is the worst time of the year. But that's right, it is holiday season. I wish I had the little drop holiday season. Hey, okay. Okay, y'all might not know nothing about that, but that's a throwback. Now, while I do enjoy the smell of gingerbread cookies, I enjoy listening to Mariah Carey way too many times to count during the season because a sis needs her quaint every Christmas. Um, I enjoy the Christmas decorations. I enjoy the lights. I enjoy the Thanksgiving food and shopping in the hectic stores and aisles. Um, But I feel like it is imperative to remember that the holidays can also be extremely 
um, difficult. It can be an extremely difficult time of the year for many, many people out there. So the holidays are a time that we think, you know, to spend with family and friends and we share laughs and we share memories and we take pictures. But for some people, the holidays are a reminder of the absence of a mother, the absence of a father, a sibling, an aunt, an uncle, a friend. And it gets hard to enjoy those things we view as delightful or cheery because to some people it's a reminder that those people are no longer here to partake in those things. So it's also extremely difficult for those who have lost loved ones during these past few months, you know, whether it was leading up to this holiday season or people whose loved ones passed in November, October, December, or whatever of previous years. It's like a reminder when that time comes again. So with that being said, I knew for a fact that I wanted the very first episode in November to be about seasonal depression. And that is a trigger word for some people. So trigger warning throughout this episode. Um, I knew that right after we finished Blacktober, this was the very first thing that we needed to really dig our heels into. Like, you know, it was all fun and games when we were talking about, you know, black issues facing the black community. Um, But this is another issue that is very much so real for people. Now, maybe this is TMI, might be too much information, but we are family here. So about two weeks ago, I was in the shower and I, I think I've said before, like I get some of my best ideas in the shower. Don't ask me how, don't ask me why, I do not know. Actually, I feel like I make it my best ideas in the shower because there is nothing there to distract me. So when you're not in the shower, you have your phone, you have your computer, you have the TV, you're bombarded with like people all the time. But if you're in the shower, it's just you, maybe just you. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just me in there and I'm actually able to think without things like constantly, you know, distracting me. So I'm in the shower and I'm like, uh, I think I had just cut the water off and I just had this thought like, bing, we have to talk about seasonal depression on the podcast that's literally how the thought was in my head um so here we are the holidays are here and I knew that after Blacktober this was the very first thing that I wanted to cover and you all know that I share my experience with you um when I have something relevant because one I want you to know that you aren't alone and two I share those experiences because sometimes it can seem like Um, People are just spitting information at you all the time, like, yeah, yeah, you know, everything's going to be okay. But you could be thinking, like, when you're on the other end receiving that information, you can be thinking, well, how do you know? How can you tell me that it's going to be okay when you haven't been in my shoes? So that's why I like to share my experiences, because I want you to know that although our stories aren't the same, like, we're all different, but there can be similarities that you can draw from my story to yours. So I want you to know you're not alone. Therefore, uh, I I have had some similar circumstances, and I wanted to share, we'll start this episode with my personal experiences. So when people think about seasonal depression, um, they usually think about the fall and winter months, and that is... That is very much so logical. That is a thing, and we're going to talk about why. Um, Because the chances of that occurring during the fall and winter seasons are higher, but some people do experience seasonal depression during the spring and summer months. 
I happen to be one of those people. Um, and for me, it tends to be, um, it starts to kick in around July and August to be very specific. So two experiences I want to share with you all and the first kind of like dominoes into the other. So when I was in high school, um, I had an older cousin and he was so cool. Like imagine your coolest cousin who um, just always looked out whenever he came to your auntie house, which was his mama's house. Um, he just always, you know, came by. He dropped off gifts for you all, like random gifts. Um, he would take the little cousins on the back of his truck and run you to the corner store and just, you know, you grab all the candy you can grab and he pays for it all. And, you know, imagine that cousin because that is exactly how he was. So this cousin... Um, you know, he was a lot older than me, um, but he was still, like, really cool. He was young, though. He was in his 30s, and this is when I was in high school, so I guess he wasn't really that, that much older than me now that I think about it, um, but anyway, you know, one morning, I woke up, and I didn't wake up. My mom woke me up in the middle of the night, and I look at my phone. You know, she's just like, um, put clothes on, like, just put clothes on, and come on so I roll over I look at my phone I'm like it is four o'clock in the morning <laughs> what are you talking about but when things like that happen I don't know if any of you have been in situations like that you kind of you don't know exactly what's happening but you know something is not right or you know something has gone extremely wrong so you know I get up I put clothes on I don't ask any questions or anything like that put my shoes on I think I still had PJs on I just put shoes on and we get in the car and my dad's side of the family lives about 40 I'll say 40 minutes from where I live we don't live in the same city so it's about 40 minutes away and we're driving so I'm like okay I know that it's down here like I know it's something to do with my family down here so we're driving I still remember it so vividly I was looking out of the window at the trees you know passing by and the sky was still dark because the sun hadn't risen yet so we get to the city right and when we get there we pull up at the hospital I still don't know anything at this point because my mom and dad have been like dead silent the entire ride there the entire 40 minutes so we get to the hospital and we walk in the emergency room again it's like at this point it's like almost five o'clock in the morning and I see, like, my little cousins in there and some family friends in there. And I'm thinking, okay, someone is sick, you know, because we're in the emergency room. And when you think, okay, someone is sick, you think that there may still be a chance. You know, you think, okay, maybe something happened, but there is still a possibility of this turning out okay or in our favor. So we're sitting there. My mom goes somewhere. My dad goes walking, like outside of the hospital like down the road because his mom was just like you know so far gone when this happened and I remember sitting in the corner of a chair next to one of my family friends and she looks at me and she's like um do you know what happened and I'm like no and she's like oh uh let's give him a name I don't want to say his real name um Todd, you know, that's the first thing I think about. <laughs> I'm thinking about just uh, Todd. All right, we're going to roll with that. And she's like, um, 
Todd died, and I, I, I just crumbled like inside. And I think I was in a state of shock that initialized the state of shock because I didn't cry. I didn't cry right then because I was still in like disbelief. So I was in disbelief because, and I believe I have talked about it on here before. I don't remember what particular episode, but about two or three days before that, I had seen him because we had just had our family reunion um, that past weekend. So I believe this happened on a Tuesday yeah, this happened on a Tuesday. I had just seen him Sunday. And when I left Sunday, I looked at him. I had this overwhelming sense of like needing to be with him. And it felt odd. Like it felt odd because I didn't know where it was coming from. And I guess it was just God in that moment. But like needing to be under him, like as a cousin, you know, and people slamming doors in the studio, child, excuse that. Um, so, you know, I felt that. And then before we left, I remember my dad, like, rushing me, rushing me, rushing me, like, okay, come on, we need to go home. And I was trying to find Todd before we left because I felt like I needed to say bye. I just, and I'm not making this up at all, y'all. I just really had this sense, like, I need to tell him bye. I need to give him a hug, like, imagine you're at a family reunion with a hundred people there and you're thinking about one person that you need to tell by and give them a hug before you leave and that is one thing that still bothers me to this day because I did not get a chance to do that and I felt like I should have fought harder to find him hug him you know tell him I loved him before I left and went home and I didn't because I just felt like all right you know I'll see him again and it was no big deal. So fast forward two days later, here we are in the emergency room. And we were in the emergency room because my aunt, his mother, um, after she got the news, she had gone into shock. So they took her to the emergency room. So that's why everyone was there. Turns out he had passed from a car accident. And it was in the middle of the night. And we, you know, later on that day when the sun, you know, came out, it was around like three or something. A few of us went to the site to see you know where it happened and we saw the area and everything and where the car had flipped and you know I just it was heartbreaking for me so this happened in the month of July now that was something that was extremely difficult for me to deal with because up until that point most of my family members that had passed it had been from natural causes so it's you know it's different when you deal with people passing from natural causes and people passing from accidents or unforeseen circumstances so about a year later his mom passed my aunt passed same month and i believe that it was because she had she couldn't she was heartbroken she had lost a child and she has two other sons she had three boys but you know I'm not a parent, but one thing that I do hear a lot is that there is no other grief that can compare to losing a child. Even losing a parent, they say, isn't as hurtful as losing a child. So I don't know personally, um, but I believe that she was heartbroken, and that is why, you know, a year later, she just couldn't do it anymore. So I shared that with you all so you will know that is why around the month of July, and it has been this way since high school for me, and this was around like 2010, you know, when all of these things were happening, 2010, 2011, 
and without a doubt every year around july and august i experience seasonal depression but that is from the passing of my loved ones in that month and it you know it's not it's gotten better but and it's not to the point where i can't function but it's just to the point that i think about them a lot during that time and i mean a lot where um i'll be in the middle of doing something and they pop up in my mind or I just feel extreme loss of grief during that time and I don't know if you ever really stop grieving over your loved ones I think you reach a point where you accept it but I don't know if you ever really and sometimes you may never accept it but I don't know if you ever really get past it because every day is learning to live without that person and then sometimes I know for myself it is a sense of I, I feel bad sometimes because I will think randomly oh I I can't remember what his voice sounds like or I can't remember what his smile looked like or I can't remember what his laugh sounded like and it, it's that is a sad part as well because you feel like you are forgetting them you don't forget their aura and their presence but you and you don't forget how they made you feel but you do start to forget physical aspects of them especially you know back then we weren't taking videos <laughs> we didn't have snapchat uh we didn't have instagram we had facebook yeah but even facebook was still like not on the level that it is now so we don't have those you know memories and videos and excess like we would have today so that is my experience with seasonal depression but some people experience it during the winter and fall months and that is why we're here but i also want to share with you all that um seasonal depression is not only linked to the loss of loved ones so don't think it's just about you know losing people you love seasonal depression is also um linked to the sunshine so the sun sets a lot earlier and because of that, we have shorter days, you know, during the winter months. So it's important to remember that as well when it comes to seasonal depression. So this is not just about losing loved ones. Some people experience seasonal depression because just how the season is physically for the body. Because the body's circadian, is it circadian? Circadian. I believe it's circadian rhythm, the circadian system, um, which helps our balance and it also indicates a person's sleep cycle with cues from the environment, including sunlight and darkness. It gets disrupted during these months because of the time change and our bodies are so used to the sun being out longer. And then, you know, now it's no longer that. So we can have disrupted sleep patterns, which is less productivity during our day as a result of those um, sleep patterns being disrupted. And it can also affect the way we interact with other people. So all of this deals with seasonal depression or what some people call seasonal blues. Now, seasonal depression is a very real thing and I cannot stress this enough, it is a real thing. And you may not have been able to put a name to it before this, but if you tend to go through these changes around this time every year, just know that there is a name for it, you are not crazy. So seasonal depression is actually called seasonal affective disorder. And the acronym for that is 
S-A-D or sad. Sometimes I wonder how people come up with these things. So it is a very real thing, y'all. Now, here is an overview from the National Institute of Mental Health on Seasonal Affective Disorder. It says that it is a type of depression that comes and goes with the seasons, typically starting in the late fall and early winter and going away during the spring and summer. Note that it says typically, so that is not always the case with every person. Um, depressive episodes linked to the summer can occur, but are much less common than winter episodes of SAD. Seasonal affective disorder is not considered as a separate disorder. It is a type of depression displaying a recurring seasonal pattern. To be diagnosed with SAD, people must meet full criteria for major depression, coinciding with specific seasons for at least two years. Seasonal depression must be much more frequent than any non-seasonal depressions and symptoms can include having low energy, feeling hopeless or worthless, feeling depressed most of the day, nearly every day, losing interest in different activities that you have once enjoyed, problems with your sleep, um, experiencing changes in your appetite or your weight if it's fluctuating, um, if you feel sluggish or agitated, if you're having difficulty concentrating, having frequent thoughts of death or suicide, all of these things are symptoms for major depression and also symptoms of sad. Now, it goes on to say that um, symptoms of the winter pattern of sad include having low energy, hypersomnia, overeating, weight gain, craving for carbohydrates, social withdrawal, or when you feel like hibernating. And symptoms of the less frequently occurring summer seasonal effective disorder include poor appetite um, with associated weight loss, insomnia, agitation, restlessness, anxiety, episodes of violent behavior. Some things I did want to let you all know um, is that there are risk factors to this. So these attributes may increase your risk of seasonal affective disorder. The first being being female, being a woman. SAD is diagnosed four times more often in women than in men. Um, when you live far from the equator, that is another factor. So SAD is more frequent in people who live far north or far south of the equator. Um, it can also be within your family history. Um, have you had family members that have had it? And also if you have depression or bipolar disorder, that is another risk factor. And lastly, um, younger age. So younger adults have a higher risk of SAD than older adults. And I wanted to bring this to your attention because I want, if there was anyone out there who felt like their mood fluctuated during this time and you couldn't really explain why or how it fluctuated and you haven't really spoken to anyone about it, um, this may be your issue. This may be the problem that you're dealing with. And I want you to be able to seek a counselor or seek a specialist on this so that you can be diagnosed formally. Now, that is for people that deal with um, the aspects of it um, that don't really include the loss of family members, but just the physical environment, the changes in your sleeping pattern, the sun setting earlier, that is, you know, a part of it as well. So I want you to get some help on that and know that it is okay to seek 
help, okay? It is okay to seek help. We don't have to keep having these stigmas within the black community where if you have to get help with something mentally, you're crazy because you are not crazy. Again, that's why I share my experiences as well. I did see some um, information online that talked about being able to experience um, your friends and your family during this time. So instead of withdrawing from those social um, environments or within your house and just trying to like hibernate and be away from people, being around people will combat some of the effects of sad. So make sure that you're spending time with your family and your friends during this time, especially if it, especially, especially, especially if you feel like um, that sense of not wanting to be around people. Fight that make a movie date, make a taco date, make a, I said taco because it's Taco Tuesday, um, make a dinner date, make a wine date, whatever, walk around a park and talk to a friend or a family member, and just, you don't have to tell them that you feel sad, but just spend time with someone else. Another thing I found that was very interesting was that they said um, to change out the light bulbs in your house for light bulbs that mimic sunlight. So instead of the, um, I think instead of the tungsten, kind of like the yellowish bulbs, find the bulbs that, you know, look like they look like sunlight. They should say it somewhere on the box and that should help you as well, you know, with the darkness that we experience during these winter months. So hopefully that will help you as well. And if anything, if anything, if anything, seek help. Seek help, seek help, seek help. And for those individuals that experience depression around this time, or even if you don't want to call it depression, but just being sad all around during these months when you are thinking about family members that you have had, go on or leave this spiritual plane and transcend to another spiritual plane. I do want to let you know that I have been there. Okay, I am still there with you very much so. Um, those aren't the only two people I've lost in my life. I've lost quite a few family members, and it never gets easier. I will say that it never gets easier. You never get accustomed to it happening. You never stop missing them. So don't feel bad when you feel like, it's been five years, and I'm still sad, or it's been 10 years, and I'm still sad. That is okay. There is no timeline for grief. There is no timeline for missing someone. You don't just get over it. Um, you can speak to someone about that loss so that they can help you process those emotions and those thoughts that you may have surrounding the loss of that person. So talk to someone. I have not spoken to it spoken to these situations with a therapist I'm going to be honest I have not spoken about these situations to a therapist but I do encourage you to do so if need be um, I am someone who processes things kind of on my own time I have to be able to sit with it and think about it and like wrestle with it throw it around my mind for a while like a while before I can come to grips in terms with it. And I speak to my friends. And I also, um, one of my healing steps was to actually say out loud that I was upset with my dad because he, I felt like he was rushing me 
when I wanted to say goodbye to my cousin and I never I felt like I never got a chance to do that even though I felt like in that moment on that Sunday I really 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 needed to tell him bye and hug him and just tell him I loved him and I didn't get a chance to do that and for a while I was very upset with my father because I felt like it was his fault that I didn't get a chance to do that and I was able to speak with someone about that and just letting that out into the atmosphere was like a load off and it helped me come to grips with that so if you need to speak with someone say it out loud if you need to journal do that as well what I don't want to happen is for you to be fighting this alone during these winter and fall months I don't want you to feel like you are by yourself in a ship that is just like crashing against these waves and you have no control over it because you are the captain of your own ship and you have control to steer it where it needs to be steered but sometimes you need some guidance and sometimes that guidance comes from other people so be open to counseling be open to therapists be open to talking to your friends about it and sometimes you may feel like they're not gonna understand what I'm dealing with no one understands me listen get out of your own head Get out of your own head because I was there as well. And remember that you can't speak for other people. You can't make the decision for other people on whether they're going to be able to identify with your situation or not. They have to make that decision. Don't make it for them before you even try. And also before, hold on, because <laughs> I have been... Uh, trying to remember this as well you before you talk to your friends about certain things you should ask them if they are able to take on what you're about to unload on them because sometimes we vent to our friends or we vent to our family with no consideration of what they may be going through or what they may be dealing with on a personal level we just unload our stuff on them and then they have to take on our stuff and still carry the load for their stuff so you know ask them first and check with them first before you unload and unwind on them um but yeah I want to tell you that I love you I care about you I believe you are beautiful and you are talented and you should be here and that I don't want you to be dealing with seasonal depression this season um if it's something that you know that you have like when you know better you do better so if you know that you have this seek help seek help seek help seek help i love you follow us on instagram at carefree and black diaries and you can also follow us on twitter at carefree blk pod and i'll see you next week in the next episode of the carefree and black diaries Stay black and carefree. Bye, guys.